and thus, in a three strikes you're out world, Sports Voice After Dark now has two strikes against it. It's 5 a.m. and I'm on the radio. When a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. People don't talk that way anymore. I've decided to come out of retirement, it sounds crazy to say, uh, to join the Galaxy to play for the rest of the season. This is where the fun begins. Taylor, if you're listening, you won't be disappointed today. Welcome on in, everybody, to Season 7, Episode 3 of Sports Voice After Dark. We have a fresh set of faces, Sam Brief and Jack Leto, each making their first appearances of Season 7. It's been a while, guys, since you've been on. Jack, you've had one appearance, right? Yes, I have. Sam, three appearances, right? Yes. One and two in Lightning Round? Yes, I've had a few appearances in many different tenures. Happy to kick off the Wingrove administration That's here. That's right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see... Uh, some newbies to the to the lightning round, but uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, Jack one and zero, Sam one and two. Sam, you're the veteran though. I'd say you have to be favorited. We'll get to that later, but I'll take it. I'm ex- I'm excited to see. We, we've got a very exciting episode ahead. Uh, NBA playoffs are in full swing. We're going to be breaking down our impressions from a very exciting weekend, making some predictions for what to expect down the road, and then kind of a new a fun twist. We're going to be talking about an article that was posted in ESPN the magazine. Uh, last month about the most dominant athletes um, in the 21st century um, is a very hot uh, hot topic. A lot of takes have been thrown around. We're going to dissect the list fully, take a deep dive into that, so you're not going to want to miss that. And of course, the lightning round. But guys, let's get right into the uh, NBA playoffs. So playoffs kicked off. Uh, most series have played two games. Some have only played one. Uh, so far, not a ton of surprises. Just running down the, uh, the list so far of updates for what, from what we know. The Rockets are up 1-0 over the Timberwolves. Warriors up 2-0 over the Spurs. The Thunder are up 1-0 over the Jazz. And the Pelicans are up 1-0 over the Blazers. Raptors are now up 2-0 over the Wizards. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Celtics up 2-0 over the Bucks. Sixers Heat are tied 1-1. And the Pacers are up 1-0 over the Cavs. So I'll start with you, Sam. Any surprises based on what we've seen these first couple of games? Well, I've got two surprises. I'll start with the more obvious one that I'm assuming we're going to talk about at some point. That's Cleveland getting blown out on their home floor by Indiana. I think that was LeBron's first playoff loss in the first round in his last 21 tries. Which is I saw on Twitter that somebody you used to know by Gautier was the number one hit last time LeBron lost a first round game. So a long time ago. Um, But it, it it was surprising, but I wasn't stunned because I think this team, even though after they made all those trades, this team clearly is better than the previous version of the Cavs that we saw in the fall. They still remind me a little bit of the 2007 Cavs when it was LeBron and everyone else. I mean, LeBron's a closer, certainly, but who who's going to be that complimentary closer? Kevin Love has never proven that he can step up and be that 
ice-cold assassin you need in the playoffs that Kyrie Irving was. Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, George Hill. I don't know who's going to step up and be that closer. And even though Dwayne Wade is totally washed up, and I know Cleveland made a good decision sending him to Miami. He was causing some problems in the locker room. It is a little coincidental that, you know, in the same couple days, we see Wade go off, score 28 points against Philly. Even though he can hardly walk anymore, he's still an assassin and a player that maybe the Cavs could use at this time of year because they don't have a compliment to LeBron. You gave me a big flashback with somebody that I used to know. Uh, I'm a little younger <laughs> than you guys, but that was a, that was Bar Mitzvah era, <laughs> yeah. era for me. For me. Uh, Cleveland, well, first of all, this just goes to show how unimportant. Sorry, NBA. So, so unimportant is your regular season where Cleveland is probably the second or third favorited team. Most favorited team, that is, according to the odds. They're the fourth seed, though. Uh, I think probably most one of the reasons they got blown out is just they're coming in so cold. Uh, that la- The last little bit of the season, Cleveland probably didn't care as much as they should. Uh, and there's a reason, because they're such a good team. But I think, uh, I don't know if it's too early for a prediction, but like Indiana might take them two, six, or seven games, but Cleveland's definitely coming out of this series. I, you said LeBron is a closer. And even though this team... I don't think you would say, or I don't think I would say that LeBron, it's LeBron and the rest, but LeBron definitely is the head up of not just his team, probably the rest of the Eastern Conference. Another thing with this series is the Pacers took three or four from the Cavs in the regular season, mm-hmm. and a lot of those were blowouts, and a lot of those the Cavs gave up way north of like 110 points, and Oladipo balls out every time he plays at the Cavs. And I saw a stat that LeBron is shooting 15% from three against the Pacers this year. Not going to cut it in the playoffs. No, definitely not. And especially once you go to Indy, Indiana, Bankers Life Fieldhouse, a really tough place to play. The crowd always gets gets into it. So you got to win those games at home when you can. And I think it's interesting to see kind of a comparison. The Cavs coasted through that second half of the regular season. They kind of coasted through the first half They had with all those problems. They weren't trying to coast then. Uh, but then the Golden State Warriors, you saw the exact same thing, really just kind of giving up those last couple of weeks, getting ready for the playoffs. And you see them, no problem, up 2-0 against the Spurs. Really doesn't look like they're going to face any test until, what, the East, the Western Conference Finals against probably Houston. I don't know, maybe Portland and New Orleans can give them a game. But just b- between those teams, is it is it just the case that Golden State is that much better than Cleveland, Sam, where they can do that and LeBron can't get away with it anymore because he's, get, he's getting a little older? Well, I don't think it's because LeBron's getting older. I just think it's because they don't have – that good of a team outside of LeBron uh, even without Steph Curry Golden State is just so much better than um, than the Spurs which is kind of sad because the Spurs should be good because Kawhi mm-hmm. should be playing right now but I digress um, the Warriors are just too good you got Durant you got Draymond you got Clay. even without Steph they're going to beat anyone with the exception of maybe Houston um, one, one thing that does make me a little sad is I now think New Orleans is going to win that series against Portland, mm-hmm. and I would love nothing more than to see Boogie and Anthony Davis in their second year go up against the Warriors because that's a type of team that could they wouldn't take down Golden State, but just the matchup of styles mm-hmm. against that outside shooting team against two of the best big men in the league would be super exciting. But to your point, Zach, Golden State is just so much better than Cleveland. Yeah, that, That's what it comes down to. And it is sad with Anthony Davis. I mean, it just feels like he's going to be the best player in the league in five years, maybe sooner. So you get to that every now and then. You saw it with LeBron in 2007 where you make that unexpected run. You steal a couple of games off the favorite in the 
in the conference at the time with LeBron, it was beating the Pistons, who kind of held supreme up until LeBron made that run in 07. Anthony Davis, maybe this is the year, maybe it's not, where he shows I'm I'm the next superstar in the league. I'm going to steal two games off Golden State. You, do you think we're jumping the gun a little, Jack? Or Well, I'm not sure. Quickly on Golden State, mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, I do think they're better than the Cavs, but it's kind of hard to compare Warriors against the Spurs versus you know Cleveland against Indiana. But I'll sure, I'm sure once we get to uh, those series is finishing up, we'll, we'll get a better look. Uh, the past couple of years, I've been a little sour on the NBA because I feel like the talent is just with the, these top two teams, the Cavs and the Warriors. But I think this play, this playoffs is, could be a big turning point in the right direction, especially with young teams like the Pelicans who we really like. Even if they don't beat the Warriors, honestly, I could very much see a Warriors-Cavs finals once again. But this playoffs can show, uh, this playoffs may show, that is, uh, that a young team like uh, the Pelicans, Trailblazers, some of these sexy teams like the 76ers or the Heat they're playing right now, uh, can clearly take them over. So they're not going to be in power for that long, the Warriors in the West. Yeah, and I mean, we, we haven't even gotten into the 76ers yet, but what a jump mm-hmm. they've made just in the past couple of weeks in terms of, I mean, you look at their odds, they're now like 5-1 to one odds to win the Eastern Conference. 17 straight wins. Obviously, the streak got broken last night, but Sam, is this 76ers team, we know they're for real, but are they for real enough to win the Eastern Conference, give Cleveland, give Toronto a run for their money? Well, it's not going to be Toronto. It's going to no. be Cleveland. But I, I I think they are good enough to give Cleveland a run for their money. I don't know if they're good enough to beat Cleveland. Um, I was really, really high on Philly coming in, almost certain that they would at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Last night discouraged me a little bit, but we have to remember Joel Embiid wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. He's expected back by Game 4, maybe Game 3 if his Instagram stories continue. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe they'll stop babying him. However, I, I totally think Philly's legit. They're playing their best basketball right now. Ben Simmons is a monster, and Beat is obviously a monster. And then they've got some good shooters on the outside. Saric can play inside and outside. You've got J.J. Redick, of course, one of the best shooters in league history, really. So I, I totally think Philly is legit. This probably isn't their year to make the NBA Finals. They absolutely will make the NBA Finals sometime in the next three, four years, maybe even sooner. Um, but as far as LeBron is still the best player in the NBA, which as far as I'm concerned he is, they're, they're going to make it out of the East. Cleveland is. I think Amit would take that that take, you know. He'll yeah. Take run. You'll take Eastern Conference Finals if you're yeah, Philly. Yeah. Look at what's happened the last mm-hmm. five years. 76ers, I kind of doubted them at the beginning of the year just because of the whole trust the process thing. I kind of noticed, uh, I was curious, right before the season started, their odds to win the Eastern Conference and to win the Finals were insane because everyone was betting them because everyone thought they were such a good pick, uh, you know, for a team that finished bottom five in the league in, in last year. But, you know, they proved me wrong. I think I am not an expert uh, by any means on evaluating talent in basketball, but from what I've seen and from what uh, some of my friends back home have seen, Ben Simmons is a insane talent. He has the opportunity to be the best player in the Eastern Conference, maybe when LeBron James gets a little older. He's the logical candidate, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, um, yeah, it's got to be him or Giannis, but you look at the team that they put around the Bucks versus, I mean, the Bucks versus the Sixers, it's pretty similar in that neither of them can shoot. Both of them are monsters at getting to the rim. But it's it's crazy what you do when you surround them with rim protectors like Embiid, shooters like Redick, Bellinelli. That I mean, that can be a game changer. And kind of changing gears now to that Celtics Bucks series doesn't feel like either of these teams are going to be a factor in terms of winning the Eastern Conference. But still, we're seeing some fun games. Not so much 
Uh, tonight on Tuesday, the Celtics kind of ran away with that one. But a classic on uh, Sunday, the Bucks mm. forcing overtime. Bucks are clearly the more talented team, but it, it, they're just—is it coaching, Sam, or Brad Stevens just too much for the Bucks? Brad Stevens is such a good coach. I, we can't sleep on Boston. I mean, listen, I, I don't think they're going to make it even to the Eastern Conference Finals, but this is still a good team, and Brad Stevens always finds a way to get it done to at least make it, uh, make a run in the playoffs. They've still got talent. They've got a veteran leader in Al Horford. Terry Rozier's played well in uh, in the absence of Kyrie Irving. Um, you've got guys like Jalen Brown, who had a huge game tonight. So I'm not going to sleep on the Celtics. I think everyone's counting them out, saying, oh, it's going to be Philly, Cleveland. Celtics have no chance without Kyrie. They very much do have a chance, mm-hmm. because unlike Cleveland, who has not really another closer to LeBron, the Celtics have some guys who, who can close it out. Um, so... I'm not going to sleep on Boston. If they made the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd be far from uh, surprised. However, if they did, Cleveland would wipe the floor with them. Brad Stevens is one of those coaches that, like, is just really good with what he's given. He had the Gordon Hayward injury so early in the year, which I'm flashing back. I was in the periodical section of the library watching that in my headphones when Gordon Hayward got that injury. That was insane. Um, Has he ever won Coach of the Year, Brad Stevens? I don't uh, believe so, no. I, I think he's really good at the Eastern Conference. But, yeah, it looks like Boston up to a will probably win this series, but you never know. Uh, I can in good health pick them to go to the Eastern cap, uh, Finals because um, they have to play the 76ers who are looking really hot right now. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy what he's been able to do with the town he has. And, I mean, maybe a team like Milwaukee, who's <laughs> obviously has an interim coach right now, versus a team like Philly. Brett Brown's done a great job with the Sixers at head coach, but... Terry Rozier looks like Kyrie now. He's he silencing crowds. He's embarrassing yeah. Eric Bledsoe. Al Horford was hitting step backs on Henson and Giannis today, looking like Dirk in his prime. It's, these guys were not – Al Horford does not normally take over games and dominate, but he's done it now in both games. And Jalen Brown tonight coming out of nowhere, he's getting guys to step up. I agree, Sam. You can't sleep on the, the Celtics, even though the 76ers, when the, if they were to face them, or maybe even the Heat, probably the more talented team. Uh, yeah. If they if they were to face Boston in the second round, but um, we'll met, we'll I feel like we have to hit on Toronto. We can't just write them off. They're yeah, the they're the seed. one seed. Like, they're the Kings. They're up two zero yeah. against. They're up two zero over the Wizards. If they face Cleveland in the second round, Jack, is there any chance that you think Toronto they're going to have home court advantage? They played better than Cleveland throughout the regular season. Can we just write Toronto off like this? I don't think you could write Toronto off. I, I'm interested in the Toronto uh, Wizards series because I th- I think the Wizards are pretty good for an eight seed. Uh, especially John Wall, he's I think he's a very underrated guard. But uh, Toronto has clearly put it on the show. They're up 2-0, and I can't write them off. But I, it's just LeBron has proven time and time again that that he just wins. He wins when he's playing a team that's not as good as he is. You know, you know that mm-hmm. I can't really. I don't have the a bold enough take to say Toronto's going to win. I can say they could win, but anyone can say they could win. They could win. And this is certainly a different Toronto team than in years past. They're playing really good defense. They're not doing the hero ball thing as much with Lowry and DeRozan in in crunch time. But, I don't know, just something about Cleveland's playoff history with Toronto makes me so hesitant. They won in six games in a series that wasn't really ever in doubt uh, in the conference finals in 2016. Then last year they wiped the floor with them, swept them um, in the conference semifinals. And I know DeRozan's taken a step forward, and I know this team's good defensively. They've got some good role players like uh, Pascal Siakam, who I like. He brings a lot of length. But 
they're just not good enough to beat LeBron. They'll take a game. They'll take two games, but the Cavs are going to win. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Changing pace now to uh, switching over to the Western Conference. We kind of have already touched on how we think it's going to be Rockets-Warriors, but I'll, so I'll, a- I'll ask a, di- a little bit of a different question. Is there any matchup that you think in the Western Conference that could potentially send any other team to the Western Conference Finals over uh, instead of Golden State-Houston? So we mentioned New Orleans could be an interesting matchup, maybe steal a couple of games. Any team that you think, uh, looking at Houston, Oklahoma City, Utah, you think either of those teams could give Houston a series, maybe upset them? I think Utah is going to beat Oklahoma City. So what I'm about to say is a little counterintuitive, but if Oklahoma City (laughs) wins that series, I would think they have a better chance to beat Houston than Utah would, um, just because of the matchups. You got a team with stars like that, anything can happen on any given night. I don't think Oklahoma City is consistent enough. Um, They don't the big three in uh, in Westbrook, Paul George, and Melo haven't meshed quite enough to beat a team like the Rockets, but that's a team that could beat the Rockets yeah, because on any given that. night, Westbrook can match what Harden's doing. You know, Paul George is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, and then Melo, he's old, but he can still get buckets when you need it at, at the end of games. So I don't think they will even beat Utah because I love Donovan Mitchell, but that's the one team that I think could beat Houston before the conference finals. So I only half agree with you on that one. I think the Thunder have the talent to come out of this series, but I also think both of these teams have a shot at the Rockets. I I believe OKC has a better shot at the Rockets, but Jazz, I don't know much about them. Rudy Gobert is one of the best defenders in the league. Both the Jazz and Thunder are teams that can actually play defense in the Western Conference. You know, the Rockets love to run up the score a lot, but maybe they could give them some some problems. Quick uh, thing about uh, the Thunder is that Russell Westbrook quietly averaged a triple double again. Like I feel like people should be talking about that more. Maybe I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, Jazz Thunder. My pick is the Thunder. I think they'll give the Rockets a, uh, a maybe game six, game seven, but the Rockets will probably edge them out. Uh, play the Warriors. Yeah, it was interesting, a little uh, kind of funny at the end of the year with Russ because he knew exactly how many rebounds he needed to make the math work. So a little bit uh, less exciting than it was last year because the last game he was just go- hunting rebounds. He was boxing out his yeah, teammates. Exactly, got 20 on, when Russ. he needed 16 but or 17, but it was... Yeah, I mean, it was a little different this year, but definitely, I mean... I, mean, I think I, if Austin Miller was hosting the show, I think he would have said, that great job on you, Russ, good job. Austin probably would have bet on uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook because I think the line was 16 or 15 and a half at that final game. But, yeah, so, I mean, but I agree with you guys. When you have a team of stars like, like that on OKC, Paul George, great defender, Russ is out of his mind, and you know that when he's facing Harden, he legitimately thinks he's better than James Harden, so... You know, you could give it a run. Uh, you know, they could give them a run for their money. Uh, I'll just end this with how do we? How do you guys see the playoffs playing out bo- on both sides? Who do we? Who do you have coming out of the West? Who do you have coming out of the East? And then, ultimately, who who is your champion? I'll start with you, Sam. It's basic, and I hate myself for saying it, but Golden State over Cleveland. Yeah, the Rockets are fun. They're exciting, but until they prove that they can beat Golden State by doing the same thing with different players who aren't as good Golden State's going to win. Steph will come back in the second round it'll be same old same old. Cleveland coming out of the East I see no reason to pick against them even though I am very skeptical of their lack of a a compliment to LeBron. I think they would get blown out in a series against Golden State but 
I'll do the same the same thing we've seen the last three years. Yeah, Cleveland, uh, Golden State. Golden State wins this one. I think you're absolutely right with the Rockets. I think they definitely have the talent to beat Golden State, but they just haven't proved it yet. Uh, out of the Eastern Conference, you never know who can get hot. It, it could be the Sixers or the Celtics, but I just don't see them beating uh, the Cavs. I think this might be a, um, what's called, a really fun final eight. It could be bad. You never know. Cleveland and Cleveland, Houston, the Warriors, and the Sixers maybe can just all roll over their opponents. But these matchups that are shaping up could be really good. I think Cavs-Raptors might go for a while. Um, if the Pelicans, either really the Pelicans or the Blazers, come out of that series and face the Warriors, that's going to be really fun. So uh, I'm really excited for these playoffs, honestly. I agree. It definitely feels more exciting this year, even though even if we do have Cleveland-Golden State for a fourth straight year, it at least doesn't feel as inevitable as it did last year where they were just steamrolling teams and you were waiting for the finals. Um, and I, I, I do think, though, that the Western Conference Finals, if it is Houston-Golden State, will be basically the finals. I don't think Cleveland is on either of those teams' levels, and that will be kind of the main event. And then if you win that, you have to take care of business against Cleveland, but your toughest challenge is going to be for Houston or Golden State is going to be against those teams in the Western Conference Finals. But it'll be it'll definitely be uh, exciting to see play out. There's a lot of fun young players that you know could always make the jump. You never know who it's going to be. Ben Simmons, Giannis, Donovan Mitchell's only a rookie, but he's proven to be really exciting this year. Anthony Davis. So we'll definitely be watching. We'll definitely have updates for you as the playoffs continue. But let's change. Let's uh, let's move on now to our second topic. Uh, ESPN the magazine released an it released an article last month. Jack, you were the one who uh, kind of brought this to light. Would you like to explain what this article? what this article was and what kind of what, what they were trying to do with it. Oh, sure. So Peter Keating wrote a very cool article called The Dominant 20, basically ranking the 20 most dominant uh, athletes in any sport over the past 20 years. And it's a very interesting article, very well put together. Uh, they used a dominant rating backed by, they say, foolproof math. We use our unpatented five-step process to determine the most athletes most dominant athletes. I'm not going to go through every single sport, but what's very interesting is that they did go through every single sport. They had some NASCAR, NASCAR drivers, some runners, ten, a bunch of tennis players, golfers. And while this was a cool list, I don't think it's correct. Uh, I don't know very much about all 20 of these guys, but uh, guys and women, actually. Uh, but it just, I'm not really sure about this list. What do you, uh, let's just, do you want me to get into a cowherd's list, which uh, inspired me a little bit? Uh, yeah, we can go through. First? I figure we'll go through kind of the ba the basis uh, of this uh, one first, first yeah. of this ESPN one. But yeah, right, then and then we'll talk about cowherd's list. So I figure we'll just start at twenty, kind of breeze through some of them. But if there's anyone that we really disagree with, think should be higher, think should be lower, let's just call it out. So starting at For number sure. twenty, Tom Brady. Th this is just this is ridiculous, right, Sam? Am I am I? crazy for thinking that Tom Brady is the 20th best most dominant athlete over the last two decades is absolutely ridiculous. How do you put the GOAT at 20? I mean, come on. That's just lame. Like, There's an argument to be made for he's the most that dominant. He could be number one. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's I think kind of pathetic that they put him number 20. Um, and, and we'll talk later, I'm sure, about Peyton Manning, who appears much higher in this list. And when we talk about Brady versus Manning, I don't know anyone who makes the case for Manning to be even one spot over Brady, let alone like 15 spots over Brady. So uh, that's a little BS, I think. He's the GOAT. Why is he number 20? I don't like Tom Brady either, but I think number 20 is ridiculous. He's gone to the Super Bowl eight times over the past 20 years. He hasn't even played for 20 years. 
he's consistently the arguably consistently the MVP like you can I know they give it to different guys uh, you know like J.J. Watt guys like that but Tom Brady when he plays is pretty much the MVP of the league in my opinion he just dominates football I know we may be a little biased towards football over the some of other sports but number 20 is ridiculous yeah, I mean, he's that argument about the MVP is the same argument people make for LeBron James, and we'll get to where LeBron is on this list, but spoiler alert, it's much, much, much higher, and Tom Brady does it every year, and he's won more championships than LeBron has in a league with a lot more parity, so I, I can't believe that. We'll get into more. Uh, we'll get into it more later, who Brady should be ahead, so let's just move on. 19, Manny Pacquiao. It's a good spot for him. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's I have a hard time saying like he's the most dominant person in boxing or even like in that discussion when they're second most but either way like Floyd Floyd Mayweather is also at the same time mm. so I, I just have a hard time saying that like you can even put him in the discussion when someone fought him when someone fought him and won and dominated that sport at the exact same time period uh, moving on 18 Mike Trout Mike Trout is a recent guy I'm not really sure sh- I know he's uh, arguably generational talent five to a player but I don't know if he's the 18th most dominant player in uh, sports right over the last 20 years. I, what do you guys think? Well, I, I'm thinking more sport by sport. So to see Mike Trout, uh, and, and next we'll mention that Barry Bonds is right ahead of him at 17. Mm-hmm. Are Barry Bonds and I, I get Barry Bonds taking the uh, taking the steroids aside. He obviously was extremely dominant. But is Trout really the second most dominant baseball player over the last 20 years? I'm not so sure. I mean, I don't know if there's a logical second answer. You could flood a lot of guys in that discussion. I think Albert Pujols you could certainly make the case for. There's a few other guys you could make a case for. Um, I don't know if it's Mike Trout. I love him. I think he's a really once-in-a-generational talent. But the second best baseball player over the next that last 20 years feels like a stretch. Yeah, I mean, when it's all said and done, Mike Trout could be even higher on this list, but he's 26. I mean, he's been great so far in his career, and every year he's one of those players, too, where you can make an argument that he could win AL MVP just because he does it all, and he's a phenomenal talent. But it seems a little early right now to put him on this list, but, I mean, when, when his career is all said and done, I expect him to be right up there with the greats, higher than a Barry Bonds, and I think he's going to continue dominating this league for years to come. We got into Bonds at 17. Number 16, Allison Felix seems track and field yeah seems about right it's not really something i'm we're not making a new list here guys i think allison felix we don't have the uh at least i don't have the wherewithal to really talk about where she should be 16 is probably a pretty good spot for her considering the stats they have here in the article i agree uh 15 novak djokovic fine i mean it's similar to the packy argument when there's Mm -hmm. another figure in your sport who has been so dominant over a long period of time uh, skipping ahead, 14, Ronaldo. Ronaldo's one of the more handsome athletes of the last 10 years. <laughs> Ronaldo's great. We None of us know, know that much about Yeah, soccer. I mean, I know I know he's not as good as Messi, but Messi's ahead on this list, so I, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13, Lauren Jackson. I've, I mean, as far as WNBA goes, I know who Lauren Jackson is. I know she's phenomenal. No problems there, right? Nah. 12, Serena Williams. This feels a little low for Serena. Does, yeah. uh, I don't know so much about seeing Roger Federer at number five and then Serena at number 12. Um, I don't follow tennis as closely as I would like to, but my sense is that Serena is 
pretty comparable in terms of dominance compared to the rest of her sport to Federer. So I feel like if Federer's going to be five, then Serena's got to be up there. Um, so so that that just stands out to me. I mean, she, she didn't she win the Australian Open while she was pregnant? While she was right. pregnant, yeah. I mean, come on. She's 36 now. I'm pretty sure three years ago she almost won the the Grand Slam. She lost like the U.S. Open, but so that's when she's 33, winning just dominating every major tournament. Um, I think it goes to show that Roger Federer obviously is above both Serena Williams and uh, Nadal. I think the fact that, or sorry, Novak Djokovic, my bad. Clearly, you see how much I know about men's tennis. Uh, the fact that there are two men's play, uh, players and one women's player kind of screams to me the women's player should be higher than both the men's players, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that, I, I guess you could make the argument that, like, when you have athletes like Djokovic and Nadal and Federer, and Federer's been so good over a long period of time, it's a more competitive field. But it's not like there hasn't been other competitive athletes in, that Serena's had to face. I mean, her sister Venus was phenomenal for a long time. Maria Sharapova was great. She constantly is facing younger players who are, you know, in better... I mean, when you're 36, having to face someone who's 25, that's a huge disadvantage. And Serena, it's never been a problem for her. For her. She still overpowers all her competition in the matches I've seen. And so. the part of the reason we haven't seen someone in women's tennis rise up and, and compete for the throne against Serena is because she shuts it out. She shuts them down. I mean, Federer, as good as he is, and he's certainly the best, he's allowed guys like Nadal to take over the number one spot. He's allowed Djokovic to do that. I think even Andy Murray was number one for a brief period in time. So the fact that Serena's number one and, and there's not really a solid number two just shows she hasn't allowed anyone to get to that point because she's, she's so dang good. Mm -hmm. uh, skipping ahead now, uh, 11, Messi, agreed. Uh, 10, Usain Bolt. Low. Uh, Too well, low for uh, the fastest human ever. A guy who has won every race in the last uh, 10, 15 years or so. Yeah, yeah you don't he's see won that, every fact. single race, and the one he lost was disqualification. 10 yeah. for that guy? I mean, that, that's that's way too low. I'm sorry. I think you could definitely move him up. Um, 9 is Marta. Uh, 7, Michael, Michael Schumacher. I don't really know either about those, but I skipped one because I think that this one seems... I mean, we talk about too low. Floyd Mayweather, 8. What, Jack, A what do you think about dominant. that? Dominant. I think when you hear dominant, you put Floyd Mayweather either at two or one. Either way, I think you put him probably one ahead of Bolt. Uh, quick thing on Bolt, he I'm not sure if dominant is the best word. He's definitely in the top three in this list, but Bolt is the best athlete in the world because he's the fastest in the world. He, he, not everyone grows up swimming or playing tennis. Everyone runs. And he's the fastest out of every human on the planet. Enough of both. Anyway, dominate is what I think Floyd Mayweather is. 50 and 0. I, there's nothing really more to say. He hasn't lost a professional fight. That doesn't happen with any athletes ever. Even Oscar-winning actors have, have average to bad movies. He hasn't had an average fight. He's won every single one. Yeah, I mean, he's exactly what comes to mind. I can't say much more than what you've said. Like, he is, when you hear dominant, that's what it is. You never lost. Every every fight you've had, you've won. That's about as good as it can get. I think eight is pretty ridiculous, in, in my opinion, especially when, we're, when we'll kind of move ahead now. Um, Michael Schumacher at seven, as I mentioned. Annika Sorensen at six. 
I know she's good, but I, I don't think she's on like the same level as Usain Bolt and uh, Floyd Mayweather just because of longevity. Like I I know other LPGA golfers have kind of risen up and taken the throne from her, and her reign wasn't as long as some of those people. Five is Federer. Probably too high if Serena's at 12, but we already talked yeah. about that. I think, yeah, Federer's great. But, I mean, some of these people ahead of Federer, though, for Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson had that run where he won three straight, like, FedEx or, or something. Whatever next it was called. Cups. Yeah. Sprint. Sprint, Sprint Cups. Cups. Oh. Sprint. We were forgetting the, uh, the brand, the brand sponsor. Ah. Yeah, so, I mean, Jimmy Johnson at four, sure, he, he had that really good run. But I think that Federer, Serena, Floyd... Bolt. 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 All Brady. Brady. At All the way down at 20. Makes it even more agreed yeah. just putting Brady at 20. Um, and speaking of Brady, Peyton Manning, three. Uh, I love Peyton. We Peyton t- has... It's got to be a joke. It's, it's a joke. <laughs> How? One of the best regular season quarterbacks, if not the best of all time. So I think he needs to be. He needs to be behind Brady. I think maybe split the difference. Put like uh, Brady at like ten and Peyton at eleven. I think uh, maybe. But sure. Peyton is not the third most dominant athlete over the last twenty years. And, if, and he if he is, win. if he is, then Brady is the second. You Brady's know? the first if he's the third. Because Peyton Manning won, and I, I'm not. I don't like when people use championships as the only argument because it's a team thing. Uh, but Brady has five and Manning has two, one of which was his last season in Denver. He could hardly throw the ball more than 20 yards, and the defense won that championship for him. Let's be real. I love Peyton Manning. Uh, I think all of us non-Patriots fans don't like Tom Brady and like Peyton Manning because of his personality and all that, but it's not as good as Tom Brady. I wish we were disagreeing on these more, but we're pretty... Uh, uh, what's the word? I don't know. We're agreeing on this. Harmonious. We're, yeah. We're, we're, we agree right now on just, like, who should be higher. We can get more into the, yeah, the specifics the once we, we get into, you know, who is your top five. We'll talk about Collins' list. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, Peyton has the stats, but at some point, like, the stats have to be looked past. Because, I mean, Peyton passed Brett Favre in terms of passing touchdowns. I don't think anyone's arguing that Brett Favre was better than Joe Montana, Dan Marino. So, I mean, at some point you have to look past the stats. It's not all championships like Sam mentioned, but it can't be all stats either. And Brady has done it with so many different teams. A lot of people make the argument that this is all Belichick, but the fact that Brady's won so many Super Bowls over such a long span where he's put with different players... Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison his whole time with the Colts. He only won one Super Bowl with him. That's kind of crazy, a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Besides Randy Moss, I don't think Tom Brady has ever had a Hall of Fame wide receiver at his disposal, has he? Maybe he's had a Hall of Fame tight end, but two Hall of Fame receivers in he's won uh, three Super Bowls in total with? Yes. I mean, (laughs) that checks out. Uh, No, I agree. It's just, it's ridiculous and I mean, Peyton Manning's great. Love Peyton Manning. He's Not great. a huge Tom Brady fan, but even great I Great commercials. Yeah, great commercials. Um, but yeah, even I would say Brady probably should be higher. Two and one. Two's LeBron James. One's Tiger Woods. Uh, Anyone? I mean, LeBron at two certainly makes sense. Going to eight straight finals? Seven straight finals? I forget the exact number. Seven right now. Seven straight, straight finals. Yeah, seven. Probably soon to be eight. I haven't seen a player in my lifetime, and this is going off my lifetime because I'm 20. I haven't seen a player in my life 
in a team sport as dom as dominant as LeBron. So I'm glad that out of the team sports, LeBron is is number one because I just haven't seen someone change the sport and affect the with every move he makes, he changes the NBA. Uh, that's what makes LeBron so special. Tiger at number one. Um, I was a little kid for a lot of his run. I know how amazing he was. I just feel like guys like Usain Bolt and Floyd Mayweather were more dominant than Tiger Woods. If we were looking at an individual sport, I know golf is harder to win year after year after year because it's such a fluky sport at times. Um, Tiger's definitely top five. I might put a guy like Usain Bolt in front of him, though. And that's fair. So speaking of which, uh, drew a lot of discussion. I'm just going to read through Colin Coward's quick, and then I want your impressions on what you liked about it, who were, if how you think it compares to the ESPN one and uh, who you think sh- that maybe Colin missed out on, should have been higher. So one, he had Floyd Mayweather, two, Usain Bolt, three, Michael Phelps, four, Serena Williams, five, Roger Federer, six, Tiger Woods, seven, LeBron, eight, Messi, nine, Tom Brady, and 10, Barry Bonds. Let's start with you, Sam. What, what did you, how do you think this one compares? Do you think that someone is ranked more appropriately in this one? Someone who, you know, he hit on that maybe ESPN didn't hit on? What, what were your impressions? I think this list is much better than the ESPN list. Three quick things. One, Brady's in the top 10. I don't see Peyton Manning, so he clearly has Brady ahead of Manning, which is a no-brainer. Two, where was Michael Phelps on that ESPN list? I'm looking this up The right most now. decorated Olympian of all time. I believe they forget it, was about a, it was a data thing. Like oh the, screw the data! <laughs> like the way they it's Michael had, Phelps. The way they had to calculate That's it. Dumb. I'm not. I'm not. That's so dumb. Yeah, Michael, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps is the top ten. I love seeing him in, in the top ten, let alone the top five or three. I, I think he totally belongs there. Uh, another thing I love is Mayweather Bolt top two. Um, we overlook Usain Bolt a lot because we only get to see him once every four years. Mm-hmm. Floyd May- Mayweather we only get to see for his big title cards. Uh, guy who's never lost and the fastest man in, in human history. So I'll take this list over the ESPN one any day. Uh, there's nothing super egregious on here. I also think it's interesting that Serena is ranked ahead of Roger Federer in this list at four and Federer at five. Uh, Tiger Woods at six is a little more appropriate. One thing I disagree with is LeBron all the way down at seven. I, I might bump too, yeah. him up to three or four. Mm-hmm. However, I think this is a pretty good list. Okay. Uh, I agree with this list. Uh, my top three would definitely be the same. Uh, Floyd Mayweather is the most dominant. Usain Bolt is the fastest man alive. Michael Phelps, not only is he the fastest swimmer, he's the fastest swimmer in every category he swims in. He doesn't just do one. Uh, at four and five, I'd probably put like LeBron and then Brady, just because it might be a little recency bias and not watching you know, a lot of Serena Williams, Roger Federer, Tiger Woods. Those guys are certainly dominant athletes, the best at their sport. But Coward's list, not based on numbers, just based on his opinions. You know, I don't agree with Colin Coward on a whole lot of things, but this one I do agree with. Yeah, I guess I agree with the people he selected. I'll differ a little bit in that here's the only problem I had with putting one, two, and three as Mayweather Bolt Phelps is that you mentioned it, Sam. Mayweather fights the big fights. He gets mm-hmm. to pretty much choose when he wants to fight. Bolt and Phelps, you see four years. They do other things, but they're on this list because of what they've done in the Olympics. People like Serena, Federer, LeBron, Brady are doing it year in and year out. LeBron's seven straight finals. He's never taking... I mean, he takes a game off, but he's never taking seasons off. He's never had a bad season in those seven years. He's always making the finals. Brady, I mean, the only times the Patriots lose, it feels like, is on this 
in a, some sort of crazy game where a team has to beat them because he's always playing at the top of his game. And even Serena and Federer, it's every year. It's whether if it's not if they don't win Wimbledon, then they're coming back and winning the French Open and the Australian Open. So my only problem, and I'll, I'm interested to hear what you guys think, is yes, absolutely, Mayweather and Bolt need and Phelps all need to be in the top ten. But having them one, two, and three when they don't have to do what some of these other athletes do season in, season out, every every year they, they get to kind of select four I mean four years you have to be training, but you're not it's not every But there's also more races. I mean, you know, you're saying Bolt we, we only watch him in the Olympics, but right. there are plenty of races throughout the year. And but I get that it's not an everyday thing. And Floyd being able to choose who he fights, when he fights now, obviously he's incredible. Obviously he deserves to be probably in the top five. But I, I guess that that was the only thing I, I thought when I heard Collins' list is he had three people in who we don't really hear about every every year because they're not always in action every year. Uh, I agree with that. I'm thinking you're you're actually right with Floyd Usain and uh, Michael Phelps. They all have to uh, they train for one thing and one thing only. Uh, Floyd's a little different because he has an opponent. Phelps and Usain Bolt are just racing against the clock. LeBron James, Tom Brady, and the tennis players you're talking about, Messi as well, Barry Bonds, they had to play their entire season. They had to play with teammates. That They had to play against all-stars. You know, they they had to... They didn't get to choose. They weren't just training, you know, fighting or, or, or swimming. They had to... Uh, they, they probably get more media scrutiny, too, uh, in the American media. But I think I'd still have Floyd Mayweather, Usain Bolt, and Michael Phelps, just because the word is dominant, and they're just so dominant in their own sports. Yeah, I agree with that. I would still probably, I would probably have LeBron Brady as the top two, but then have Floyd, probably Phelps over Bolt. Phelps has, Phelps has been in, in the Olympics since 2004, right? He's the most decorated yeah, Olympian. So, yeah. Bolt's been in 2008, 2012, 2016. Phelps has just done it longer. So um, you put LeBron Brady one two on this list? I think I would, just because it's the. Uh, I I think so, just because what they've done is so unprecedented over time, and they've literally been the most dominant. Not that the other people haven't, but they've just the argument about doing it year in and year out. I think, not that Floyd, not that holding anything against Floyd, Bolt, and Phelps. It's more that I think what James and Brady have done is so impressive. I, I agree with you that it is impressive, and I think there's certainly a danger with something like this to lean towards the individual sports because we only see them, and for the other ones, we only see the team. However, the the pure dominance of the top three in particular, of Floyd, Usain, and, and Phelps, makes me think... I, I'd probably agree with you in bumping up Brady and LeBron uh, in the reverse order to like four or five, but that top three was so, so much better than the competition um, that I'm, I'm going to have to put them ahead. And if Floyd Mayweather does do that little thing where he goes to the UFC and he does win, which I don't think he will. Oh, I think no. he'll just make a lot of money and, and get crushed. But if he did win, you can't debate me that he's number one. Yeah, I mean, if he does it in a different sport. Best fighter in the world by far. Best athlete in the world, probably. Like, that. that's saying... I think... Phelps has a leg up in that Usain Bolt is only a sprinter. He does the 200, uh, the 100, and the relay. Floyd is obviously only a fighter. Phelps is uh, does I, how many, like six different, maybe four different strokes. I know it's all swimming, but it's completely different disciplines. 
if in in a world where we see Floyd Mayweather go 15-0 in boxing and 1-0, honestly, or even 1-10 in UFC. I think that's still Oh, he's not going 10 times. He'll be 60 (laughs) He won't, but just imagine that. Yeah, I mean, if if he can do UFC in a different sport, great. I mean, he's he. There is an argument to be made that he's won. I my take was that Brady, LeBron, just doing it year in and year out. But there's it's certainly just that's my opinion, and I I have no problem putting Floyd one or or even Phelps and Bolt. I mean, they're incredible, and what watching them is spectacular. So we all have the same five players. It looks like, right? I think we all have the same top five. Okay, yeah. yeah, with Serena and Federer, kind of just kind six, of there. seven. Woods yeah. as well. So, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. There's it's no tough. perfect list. I did. I had some problems with ESPNs. Collins. I agree with the people he got in the ten, and there's an argument to be made. ESPN. I. I have some questions. Michael Phelps should have been in your top twenty. Should have been in your top ten. Yeah, you gotta the adjust data your, was wrong. your data, your stats for that. Come on, man. Yeah, but overall, interesting article. It obviously spurred a, a conversation with us. So, I, that that in itself was uh, was worth the read, and definitely take a look at it if you haven't already. Moving on, though, to our final segment, the lightning round. Uh, Tale of the tape, Sam Brief, one and two, uh, making his fourth appearance. Jack Leto putting his undefeated record on the line, one and oh. We'll get right into it. Uh, ten, ten questions, three easy, three medium, three hard, and the, the Wisconsin sports special. Uh, we've already had someone get it. We had a correction. Jack, do you want to correct the audience and something I said last week about the Brazilian soccer special? Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't get the points for it, but in my one win, uh, I had a, uh, about maybe five minutes of going through Austin Miller's Twitter and seeing that the team uh, called the Rangers, I don't know, I think they're from Scotland, they beat one of Austin's favorite Brazilian teams, Corinthians, and I thought maybe that, that would be asked about, but it wasn't my question. So I did technically know the answer, but I did not get it right. No, Austin doesn't like Corinthians, right? That. I think that's the, that's the rival. I think it might be Palmeiras. the rival. Oh. That's he Henry DeMore's team. Henry DeMore likes Corinthians, <laughs> and Austin likes Palmeiras. Sorry, Henry. Sorry, uh, Austin. <laughs> Either way, so you didn't get the question right, so there's really nothing to adjust, but you, we'll give you the recognition for knowing a Brazilian s- soccer special, which pretty much no one else can Walker say. Reinfeld Walker against got me one? got one right. Really? Yeah. So, okay, so one person, two people knew the answer to one. The Wisconsin sports special, the point is, should be a lot better. Um and, and, of course, the steel is always in play. So let's do rock, paper, scissors to the side. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. With scissors, uh, Jack Lito. All right, so here's the deal. You can either take the first one. set, which has the Nick Curios Fad Athlete of the Year question, or the second set, which is your B1G Cats Quizzer. Uh, I'm not sure about either of those, but I'm pretty sure Sam would know the Cats Quizzer, so I'm going to take the Nick Curious question. All right, so you will take the ball. Uh, right away. So you're giving me the cat's quizzer? No, I, oh, wait, wait, I'm wait. taking. You're deferring. Wait. No, wait. You said you thought Sam would know the B1G cats. Oh, you're absolutely right. I'm taking the B1G cats. Oh my god, I'm very. Okay, so you're that. deferring. Given. All right, Sam's getting the first set of questions. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry. And of course, the steel is in play. So, um, you get. Our you only get player. one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with the first question. Easy question, Sam. Which Rangers pitcher had a lengthy, perfect game bid against the Astros this past week? Bartolo Colon. That is correct. One point for Sam Brief. Your second easy question. Which soccer team clinched the Premier League title this weekend? God. (laughs) This is easy? I guess. No soccer questions. Easy for me. Chelsea? It was not Chelsea. Jack, would you like uh, to steal? I don't think I'm going to steal this one. Only one point, yeah. It was Manchester City. I knew it! I knew it! (laughs) Uh. 
I think Chelsea won last year. I, so. I Damn, don't know I knew that. that. I totally <laughs> knew it. <laughs> Whatever. Your third easy question, one point for Sam. Who led his team in scoring with eight threes in a game uh, in game a game one win over the Utah Jazz? Paul George. It's Paul George. Okay. Two points for Sam Brief. Heading into the medium set of questions, who scored the game-winning goal for the Maple Leafs in Game Three <sighs> over the Bruins and a Game Three win over the Bruins? I've been following the hockey playoffs this year because my boys aren't in it. Feel free to break me, Zach. Uh, nah, Red Wings aren't in it either. So Islanders are not in it. They're not even close. <laughs> I would say Maple Leafs players. I don't know how many you know. Not this many. would be the one that... This is the only one I know. Matthews. Austin Matthews. It's Austin Matthews. You got the hint. Wow. I'll make, it up. I'll make it up and give you one. If oh, no worries. No worries. I wouldn't know who Austin Matthews is. <laughs> I'll take it. The only the only Maple Leaf I know. Four points for Sam Brief. Your second medium question. Which NFL linebacker retired after 15 seasons in the league? James Harrison. Was James Harrison. Ah. Six points for Sam Brief. Uh, which co- Your sixth question. Sixth and final medium question. Which college football quarterback is transferring to UCLA? Announced his plans this past week. Oh, 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 oh. It's uh, um, Wilton Spate. It is Wilton Spate. Where, wow, where did he go from? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, okay. Michigan has a transfer coming in from Old Miss. So he's he's gone all over the place. Yep. So eight points for Sam Reeve. Heading into the hard questions. Uh, your first one, question seven. Which Padre homered in his third straight game last night? Eric Hosmer it was not Eric Hosmer. Uh, I'm not gonna guess on no, this. No, not confident enough. It was Christian Villanueva. Mm, mm, I did see that MLB.com yeah, he, alert. He's been on a tear. Right. Uh, eighth question, second hard question: Which Wizards player was suspended 25 games for violating the league's anti-drug program? Uh, was it? Was it Ian Mahimi? It was not Ian okay. Mahimi. <laughs> uh, I don't think I know enough. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the uh, the steal. Okay. Uh, it was Jody Meeks. Jody. Didn't know that. <laughs> Come on, Jody. Stay off the drugs, guys. Yeah. Come on. Uh, final hard question is your Nick Kyrgios Fad Athlete of the Week question. Which other mercurial tennis player said that if he went into coaching, he would only coach Nick Kyrgios? the first time I'm reading that question. but A tennis player? Other mercurial tennis players, yeah, said that if he went into coaching, he'd only coach A what players. tennis player? Mercurial? What does that mean? Hey, don't tell him. I, I did not write the question. I did A not mercurial write this tennis player. All right, so up. mercurial, I believe, means, like, volatile. Is A that person better? subject to sudden or unpredictable changes of the mood or mind. <laughs> so this crazy tennis player <laughs> said he would only coach Nick Curious. <laughs> And he's a current tennis player, I guess, who's like a crazy tennis player. A professional tennis player? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Andy Murray? It's not Andy Murray. Damn. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think I'll be able to steal the Wisconsin sports quizzer, so I'm just also going to have to guess any random t- tennis player. So I will go for the steal here. Um, I'll guess... Uh, uh, what is his name? Nah. Um, Nadal. It was not Rafa. Not Nadal. No, it was. Uh, I'm looking him up now because, like I said, this question was given to me. But it's uh, Fabio 
Fogan, Fognini. Oh, great name. Italian oh, tennis awesome. player. Was once ranked number 13 in the world, so he's no slouch. I'm sure Nick Kyrgios would love to have him as a coach if he <laughs> was willing. Fabio. All right. Fabio, yeah. So uh, eight points for Sam Reeve <sighs> heading into the uh, Wisconsin Sports Special. You're going to like this one, though, because it's not about the Packers. It's about the Badgers. So On Wisconsin. This former Badger was named to the All-NBA G League team this past Bronson week. Bronson Koenig. Was not Bronson Koenig. Uh, you can't steal. I can't steal. Uh, would, you, would you have uh, known? There's not I'll that many. Guess, in the... uh, it's not Frank Kaminsky, right? Because he's in the league, he's right? He's in the NBA. It's Nigel Hayes. I, I was going to say Nigel. Nigel, he's, Nigel signed an NBA contract. Yeah, he's he on the Lakers. He played enough games yeah. for the Knicks G League team. So that, yeah, he was or on the Knicks, Knicks, yeah. He was on the Lakers and the he's Knicks. He's been on a lot of yeah. teams. The Kings signed him to an end of the year deal. <sighs> but yeah, so either way, eight points for Sam Reed. You still have the steal. You can get it to double digits. Yeah. It's a tough one. Bronson, is, we know yeah. he's in the G League. And he's so. been good in the G League, yeah. too. Not yeah. as good as Nigel, apparently. <laughs> Whatever. Um, eight points, so definitely within range, Jack. Uh, well, let's just get right right into it. Right. Question one. Who defeated the Kings 3-2 this weekend to take a commanding 3-0 lead in a round one series? Uh, okay, Western Conference. Would it be the Vegas Golden Knights? It is Vegas Golden Knights. One point for Jack. 8-1 total. Heading into your second easy question. Who came back from an eight-run deficit to win 14-10 over the Braves on Saturday? Uh, over the Braves, I would have. Um, is it the Washington Nationals? It was not the Nationals. Sam, do you want to use your steal on this easy one? Nah, I'm gonna save it. No, Cubs though. It was the Cubs. Ugh. Go Cubs. Okay, I knew it wasn't the Mets in that division because I know my friends back at home. They would have told me about it. So no, yeah, no. This was a uh, like 28 degree wind chill game. Just absolutely shouldn't have been brutal. played. Should shouldn't not have been, been played. played. Uh, third easy question. Which Dallas Cowboy was released this past week despite carrying over $8 million in dead cap space? Um, which, um, Des Bryant. It was Des Bryant. So two points for Jack, 8-2 total. Sam is a stud. That might be too cute because I know kind of I know Des Bryant. I knew he was released. I knew he was a stud, but, like, maybe you're trying to get cute. But it's an nah, easy not, not trying to trick anyone with the easy questions. Uh, medium question, though. <laughs> Who sealed game one for the Pelicans with a crucial block on Pat Connaughton? Um... I don't know. Anthony Davis. It was not Anthony Davis. Yeah, medium question. Probably wouldn't be him. Uh, I don't know how to use it here or on a hard question because I do know it. I have eight points eight and he points. has two points. I'm going to... Yeah, I'll whip out the steal. Yeah. Drew Holiday. It was Drew Holiday. So Sam gets Good up to ten. Saying. The rule is normally you take the steal when you can get it if it's not an easy. That's what Austin's always told me. He's done it. The, he's witnessed enough lightning rounds to know. So Sam gets up to 10. Jack, you can still, I mean, you still have a lot of questions ahead of you. Let's move on. Fifth, qu- fifth question, a medium question. Which MLS team plays in the CONCACAF Champions League final with leg one taking place tonight? MLS? Uh, I had a hard enough time reading the question. Man. Uh, let's go with the Chicago Fire? It's not the Chicago Fire. Oh, uh, Toronto FC. Oh, good for them. Toronto yeah. as a team. Canadians yeah, playing soccer. I'm as shocked as you, yeah. Uh, six, <sighs> your sixth question, a medium question, your final oh, one. Who had his second two-run, who had his second two-run home run game of the season for the Yankees on Monday? Uh, second two, wait, his second His second game where he hit, his second game where he hit two home runs oh, this season. Oh, um, 
Okay, it's one of two guys. Uh, what day was it? <laughs> this was Monday, so yesterday. Uh, the other one's Javi Baez. He did it back to back. Okay. Uh, wait, against the Yankees? No, no, no. This wait, this sorry. was for the Yankees. He, uh, this player for the Yankees had his yeah, second wait. game. Uh, where he yeah. Two home okay. Runs of the so season. I think it's Didi Gregorius, right? It is Didi. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you said one of two guys, I was hoping you were thinking another two guys. Right. So right. four points for Jack heading into the hard set of oh, questions. Oh, Stanton and Judge. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I was half Stanton. right because I knew it was. I thought it was Didi and Judge, but whatever. Move on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. It was Didi. Uh, your first hard question, though. Where did N- where did NC State transfer Omar Yurt Seven go in the Big East? Um. Did I hear about this? Big East NC State transfer. Uh, if anything, I, you can just guess a Big East. School. I could. Uh, um, did he go to Villanova? He did not go to Villanova. Yeah. It was Georgetown. Okay. Yeah. Georgetown, interesting. Mm-hmm. We're getting back in the map. Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Uh, question 8. 10-4, Sam has the lead. Who scored the game winner in overtime to hand the Capitals a, two no- a 2-0 loss in the series? And the Capitals. So it was against the Capitals. Yes. This one's going to be tough. Uh, Capitals are like a two seed, right? So uh, I don't know any of those lower seeds. Uh, maybe Lightning. Uh, uh, Steven Stamkos? It was not Steven Stamkos. It was the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets are right. playing the Capitals. Capitals beat them tonight in double overtime, 3-2. Uh, but in this game for the Blue Jackets, it was Matt Calvert who scored the... Uh, Scored the game winner to take a 2-0 lead. So does that clinch it? I think that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe most. More. Well, no, no, no. He can get the Wisconsin Sports Special is worth four. Okay. And he has how many? He has four. And yeah. he, this next hard one is three. So if you oh, got oh, both, yeah, he can beat you by okay. one. Okay. So Good luck. One, you got to get both. A lot Good of pressure luck. on you. Okay. Your B1G Cats quizzer. Your final hard question. Who scored four goals to lead Northwestern past Penn State for its seventh win in a row? <sighs> um. Four goals. Four goals to lead Northwestern uh, past which Penn State. One of them scored four goals. Uh, Selena Lasota was not Selena Lasota. Uh, you don't have your steel, right? Yeah, it wouldn't have. Was it no. Nashville Bush? It was, was Senna. Sheila Nessel All right. Bush. Ugh. So Sam clinches, but you can still make it look close. Yeah, oh, maybe. Oh, oh. Four points. Your final question: The uh, Wisconsin Sports Festival. This former Badger announced his. This former Badger basketball player announced his plans to transfer to William and Mary this week. Uh, former Badger, William and Mary, uh, Davidson. I don't know. No, Davidson Badger. is still on the uh, the Badgers. Yeah, it he's, was he's staying. Andy Van Vliet. Wow. Did you <laughs> have gotten that one, Sam? With those ones. I I wouldn't have gotten yeah. that one. Van Vliet. I do love. I I'm gonna miss Andy Van Vliet. <laughs> A true Wisconsin legend <laughs> in his one year, however many years he played. Um, ten four win for Sam Brief. Good effort, Jack. 1-1. One, one. Sam gets back up to 500. We'll take it. We'll take it. 10-4. <laughs> Wasn't well pretty, but well tough set of A questions. defensive struggle. The defense hey, was really good 